0: All right, let's do this, shall we? Hi, Donald Trump is stealing from Adolf Hitler. There were rumors years ago that Donald Trump kept a copy of Hitler's speeches next to his bed. There was another rumor that Trump would often read Mein Kampf first thing in the morning when he got up. But all those rumors were believed to be false, considering we all know Trump doesn't read. Back in 2015... About the time Trump first came down the escalator and declared he was a candidate for president, there was a common expression that had been around for only a few years. It went something like this. The minute you compare someone to Adolf Hitler, you've lost the argument. Remember that? Because you don't hear it anymore these days. Nobody says, the minute you compare someone to Hitler, you've lost the argument. What happened? Why did people stop saying that? Donald Trump became president. When did people first start saying that? When did people first start saying, the minute you compare someone to Hitler, you've lost the argument? It started during George W. Bush's illegal invasion of Iraq and the lies went into, that went into the planning. His use of the phrase, defending the homeland... Enemy combatants being sent to Gitmo and tortured, the spying on Muslims, the disregard for habeas corpus, and of course, Bush's grandfather doing business with Hitler right up until Hitler declared war on America. A lot of us on the left began to compare Bush and Cheney to Hitler. But the adults in the room, they poo pooed our language, they accused us of overreacting. And so by the time Obama became president, it was commonplace to hear when you compare your opponent to Adolf Hitler, you've already lost the argument. It was usually said by the very same people who had no problem comparing me to Stalin or Mao. But for some reason, it wasn't considered sporting to suggest that your opponent was Hitler-esque. So, there was a brief window when nobody could be called Hitler. Nature, as we know, abhors a vacuum. And I have no doubt that Donald Trump or Roger Stone or whatever crypto-fascist was advising Trump at the time, someone said, someone realized, if you can't be compared to Hitler, now is your time to act like Hitler. Steal Hitler's act word for word, and your opponents will have to bite their lips because it's considered uncouth comparing anyone to Hitler. So be Hitler. When Trump first spoke to us as a presidential candidate, he told us Mexicans were rapists. Then when he became president, he issued a Muslim ban and injected race into the political dialogue like no other president in modern history. If you remember after the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, where white nationalists chanted outside a synagogue the words, Jews will not replace us, he famously said there were very fine people on both sides. We saw the germs of Trump's Germanic tendencies during his first four years that culminated with a stubborn refusal to admit defeat and then ordering armed thugs to storm the Capitol on January 6. Through intimidation, physical intimidation, Donald Trump has held the leaders of the Republican Party in his thrall and during the past 3 years has developed a bunker-like mentality the last days of hitler mentality where nobody questions him except the occasional judge or prosecutor most of donald trump's days are spent around sycophants and of course the adulation from his adoring crowds and the deeper He stays in his last days of Hitler bunker the more his inner fascist, his inner Nazi seems to emerge. The language he uses on the campaign trail these days is positively staggering. He is lifting word for word from Hitler's Mein Kampf, racializing the American people Trump continues to label migrants as mental defectives who are being sent to our country by enemy neighbors to, quote, poison our blood. Poison our blood. Trump's language is no longer reminiscent of Hitler. It is Hitler. Should we be scared? Absolutely. Not of Trump, but of what the oil companies are doing to our planet. And we should be annoyed that Trump is consuming so much of our oxygen when thanks to those very same oil companies who are causing the climate catastrophe, there's so little oxygen left. Now, I have faith that even if Trump makes it back into the Oval Office... There are enough decent people to stop him from becoming what he wants to become, a strong man for life in the tradition of Putin, Viktor Orban, or China's Xi. And if the good and decent people in our government can't stop him, I'm pretty sure his lifetime of good and decent Big Macs and Diet Cokes will do it for them. Because I have faith in our country and heart disease. On January six, yes, the system survived the Donald Trump stress test. Many of our Capitol Police officers didn't survive it, and neither did their families. But the system survived. And while people like Stephen Miller will be savvier the next time around, so will we. Because of our Constitution, because of 50 separate states and the powers vested in governors, mayors, local police chiefs, and national guards, I think it might be difficult for Trump to get this entire country to march in, in lockstep, especially since we all hate one another. But you do have to take Donald Trump at his words. He is going to try to punish his enemies if he gets back into the Oval Office. It will be ugly. He will unleash a type of racialized chaos where everyone, brown, white, whomever, we will all, no matter what color you are, he will trick us all into feeling aggrieved, put upon and discriminated against. And it will get violent and people will get hurt and die. But I have to believe there are enough decent people who will stand up to Trump and the Republican Party's craven fascist insanity. But surviving Trump should not be our top concern right now. We need to fix the climate. Donald Trump is not the issue of our time. It is the oil companies fighting a fascist today? Really? When the clock is ticking on the planet? It makes you wonder, doesn't it? You know, the fossil fuel companies will make out just fine under Donald Trump. How interesting that this demented clown is stressing us out at this particular inflection point in history. How interesting that this crypto fascist is distracting and scaring us right around the time we need to be putting the fossil fuel industry completely out of business. You know, Donald Trump is making a lot of promises these days. He's going to tighten the border, round up migrants, place them all in detention camps, put the homeless in detention camps. Plus, he always seems to add he's going to drill like you've never seen drilling before. He's promising to make America energy independent. By drilling for more oil and gas, even though America already is energy independent. And that oil and gas garbage needs to be kept in the ground before it kills us all. We should be fighting ExxonMobil and putting it out of business, not Donald Trump. So it makes me wonder why does Donald Trump have us more terrified than the oil companies it might be worth looking into i wonder if there's some sort of connection not a conspiracy a connection because you know if we put if we put it to a vote a majority of americans would say it's time to get off fossil fuels. Therefore, no more putting things to a vote. Donald Trump. I'll have more on Trump stealing Air Schickelgruber's material a little later on in the show. I mean, it is plagiarism. If you've ever read Mein Kampf, he's lifting it word for word. And yet Elise Stefanik, the Republican Congresswoman who grilled the university presidents and is now busy trying to prove that the president of Harvard plagiarized parts of her doctoral dissertation. She's obsessed with the president of Harvard being a plagiarist, but somehow she's perfectly fine with Donald Trump lifting passages from Mein Kampf word for word. Not a joke, word for word. This is The Mop-Up for December 18th, 2023. 2023, yes, 2023. Thank you so much for finding me. I'm David Feldman. Please like this episode so I remain in your feed. Subscribe to my newsletter and my channel. Make sure to share this episode. And this is a podcast so you can take me with you when you fly out of the country to Canada to Seek Asylum or Mexico, uh, take me with you as an audio podcast. Down, Download the show wherever you get podcasts, on iTunes, spot up, wherever. Just you can listen to this as an audio podcast. For Christian Ziegler, chairman of the Florida Republican Party, it's going to be a tough slog between now and January 8th when his party decides whether to remove him officially from office after he and his wife admitted to engaging in at least one threesome with a female friend who has gone on to accuse him of rape. On Saturday, Ziegler reportedly demanded a payout of $2 million to quit the Republican Party. Instead, the party voted to suspend him and reduced his salary from $120,000 a year to $1 a year, and at $1 a year, he's still being overpaid. As calls within the Florida Republican Party for his firing intensify, a final decision will be made come January 8th. Even Florida Congressman Matt Gates, who's currently facing an ethics investigation for possibly violating the Mann Act, even Matt Gates is among those top Florida Republicans insisting that Christian Ziegler has lost his moral authority after admitting to engaging in a threesome with his wife and the accuser. Christian Ziegler attended Saturday's showdown to defend himself, and when that didn't seem to be working, he tried to gum up the machine by filing procedural motions to delay. That didn't work. And then he really turned off the party faithful by claiming big money donors were on his side. They still support him. And should the Republican Party of Florida toss him to the curb, they will leave with Christian Ziegler. That pissed off Republicans. So they censured him on... Saturday. Ziegler's rape allegations are still under investigation. No charges have yet been brought. There are reports that the genius taped the encounter on his cell phone, which is now in the custody of Florida police. But it's his admission to engaging in extramarital sex alongside his wife that has created The problem. Not only did he cheat on his wife, but it was a menage à trois. His wife helped him cheat on her. I mean, this is the party of family values, the party of Donald and Melania Trump. I mean, Donald would never be accused of rape or cheating on his wife with a porn star while Melania had just given birth to his son. Christian Ziegler so far refuses to back down. When giving a recent speech to Moms for Liberty, Christian Ziegler told the group, never admit you're wrong, never back down, never take no for an answer. Hard to believe he's being accused of rape. Trump's former campaign manager, Steve Bannon, has reportedly urged Christian Ziegler to fight to the bitter end. Steve Bannon says Christian Ziegler would become a MAGA hero by not allowing a sexual assault allegation to get in the way of doing his work for the Republican Party. By the way, Steve Bannon was recently sentenced to four months in prison for contempt of Congress and is awaiting a ruling on his appeal. He was also pardoned by Donald Trump after federal prosecutors indicted him in 2020 for stealing from a charity that was purportedly raising money to build a wall along the southern border. Well, after he got pardoned last year, the state of New York indicted Bannon for the same exact crime. Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan D.A., charged Bannon with two felony counts of money laundering, two felony counts of conspiracy and one felony count of scheming to defraud. Bannon, pled not guilty. He could face 15 years in prison. That was Donald Trump's campaign manager back in 2016. Trump's first campaign manager back in 2016 was Corey Lewandowski. And he has reportedly urged Christian Ziegler to stand his ground. You're in Florida. Stand your ground, Christian Lewandowski himself has faced several accusations from women who said he groped and assaulted them. Let's read some of the headlines about Corey Lewandowski. Uh, Let's see. Trump donor Corey Lewandowski made unwanted sexual advances. Singer Joy Villa says she wants justice to be served in sexual assault allegation against Corey Lewandowski. Lewandowski... Cast out a Trump operation after allegations of unwanted sexual advances. Corey Lewandowski, Donald Trump's campaign manager, is assaulted with battery. Remember that? He has allegedly assaulted a reporter from Breitbart, a female reporter from Breitbart. Those are two of Trump's uh, campaign managers. I think Paul Manafort was also pardoned. But I don't think there were any sexual assault allegations. I have a laundry list of everybody who's worked in the Trump, every man who's worked in the Trump administration and what they've been accused of. Well, Christian Ziegler's wife, Bridget Ziegler, is one of the founders of Moms for Liberty, which bills itself as a parental rights organization. Only two years old, Moms for Liberty started in Florida under the watchful and supportive eye of Governor Ron DeSantis. And it has spread around the country, running local candidates for school board on platforms pledging to keep human sexuality out of the classroom, banning gay and black-themed books, attacking gender-affirming care for minors, drag queen story hours any discussion of critical race theory, and, of course, COVID mandates. The Southern Poverty Law Center lists Mom for Liberty as an anti-LGBTQ hate group. Some of its leaders reportedly have ties to the Proud Boys and have been accused of threatening violence at school board meetings, spewing homophobic hate speech against openly gay teachers And administrators. After news of the scandal broke, Moms for Liberty scrubbed Bridget Ziegler's name from its website. She currently serves on the Sarasota School Board, where she has personally torn down posters advertising support groups for LGBTQ students. We can't have that in our Florida, our Sarasota, Florida schools. There are now calls for her resignation because she had a menage a trois. She apparently is bisexual. On Tuesday, the Sarasota, Florida School Board voted officially to ask the bisexual anti-LGBTQ Bridget Ziegler to resign, but she refused. Only Governor Ron DeSantis has the power to remove the bisexual founder of Moms for Liberty, Bridget Ziegler. While Ron DeSantis has called for her husband's resignation as chairman of the Republican Party, he has yet to say anything about Bridget Ziegler, who attended the signing of Ron DeSantis' infamous Don't Say Gay bill earlier this year. That's great that he invited the bisexual Bridget Ziegler, the anti-LGBTQ activist, to uh, watch him sign his Don't Say Gay bill. So what do you think Florida Republicans find Most disconcerting about all this, that Christian Ziegler might have forced himself on a woman or that he and his wife engaged in a threesome. Why do I get the feeling Republicans are more disturbed by the threesome? Because there are at least 30 credible rape allegations against Donald Trump. The frontrunner. The defamation lawsuit filed by one of those women, E. Jean Carroll, uh, who was able to prove to a jury earlier this year that he did, in fact, rape her, that trial picks up on January 15th, just in time for the Iowa caucuses. I wonder where Donald Trump will be on January 15th, in Iowa for the caucuses or attending his defamation suit in New York. January 15th, right around the corner. Iowa, less than a month away. During a rally over the weekend, Donald Trump spoke lovingly of Hungary's Prime Minister Viktor Orban, who last week said he opposed the European Union inviting Ukraine to join. And Viktor Orban says he now opposes providing more military equipment in their battle against Russia. Russia. Victor Orbán, an authoritarian who I will talk about later, Victor Orbán often brags about his close relationship with Vladimir Putin, whom he says he admires greatly. While speaking in New Hampshire, Trump said he too has great respect for Putin. Trump called the hundreds of people charged with attacking the United States Capitol on January 6 hostages being held by the Biden administration. And the Washington Post reports that Trump continues to accuse the migrants at the border of trying to come into America and poison our blood. As I pointed out earlier, poison our blood is a phrase straight from Hitler's Mein Kampf, where Hitler warned that non-Germans were destroying all that was good, noble, and creative about the German people. Trump who faces four criminal trials next year, said he will be the law and order president, the anti-crime president, and he promises to give more power to local police officers as well as qualified immunity from prosecution when they rough up or kill someone in the line of duty. On Meet the Press, Senator Lindsey Graham was asked on Sunday about Trump pinching lines from Adolf Hitler word for word about immigrants poisoning the blood of our nation. Well, Lindsey Graham at first tried to focus on that imaginary crisis at the border, but three times he was asked about Trump using Hitler's language, and finally Lindsey Graham said, quote, you know, we're talking about language. I could care less what language people use as long as we get it right. It's just language, right? So are the Nuremberg Codes, Lindsay, just language. Here's some interesting language. Confirmed bachelor, Lindsey Graham. It's just language. Paragraph 175 of the German Criminal Code, it predated Hitler. Paragraph 175, Lindsay, was passed in 1875, and you might find this interesting, confirmed bachelor Lindsey Graham, paragraph 175 outlawed homosexuality. Just language, just words. But Hitler used paragraph 175 Lindsey Graham. He saw the law that was on the books and he rounded up the homosexuals, not all the homosexuals. He couldn't. His party, just like the Republicans, was lousy with homosexuals. So he rounded up the homosexuals under paragraph 175, who he deemed a threat, an enemy of the state. And these homosexuals, Lindsey Graham, under paragraph 175, they were sent off to concentration camps along with all the other people Poisoning Germany's blood. Yeah, the homosexuals were mental defects, according to Hitler. And they were poisoning the German people's blood. And they needed to go to the concentration camps. That's what Trump is talking about, Lindsay. Mental defects. Have you heard his speeches? He's calling the migrants mental defects. But they're just words, right? Confirmed bachelor. Lindsey Graham, paragraph 175, just words, just words passed into law in 1875, sitting around waiting 50 some odd years for someone like Adolf Hitler to come around and make those words sing. Interesting, right? Confirmed bachelor Lindsey Graham, who's never just never found the right woman. Here's another interesting tidbit, Lindsey Graham, about paragraph 175. When Antifa liberated the concentration camps during World War II, everyone was released. Just as soon as they were strong enough and had a place to go, everyone got to leave those concentration camps in Germany, Poland, around Eastern Europe. Antifa let Everybody out, the Jews, the gypsies, the communists, the Catholics, they were all free to go. They, they got to trade their prison garb for civvies, everyone, except for the homosexuals, Lindsay. Paragraph 175, outlawing homosexuality, stayed on the books until 1994 in Germany. It's interesting, the rights we take for granted and assume once they've been given to us, those rights, but we just assume they can never, ever be taken away from us. Interesting. Homosexuality has been legal in Germany since 1994. When was Lawrence v. Texas? I think it was later. Was it later than 1994? When did we legalize same-sex marriage? Ten years ago? Uh, We take it for granted. We took abortion for granted. We assume we don't need constant vigilance. We have these rights. They're inalienable. Nobody's taking them away from us. So because of paragraph 175, there were German men placed in concentration camps During Hitler's reign, they were placed in concentration camps for being gay or being, that was the reason they were rounded up. And then after World War II, these men continued their sentences in German prisons. They were taken out of the concentration camps and moved into German prisons because paragraph 175 wasn't taken off the books until 1994. I believe the last homosexual arrested by the Nazis then sent to a concentration camp, and then after Antifa liberated the concentration camp, he was then transferred to a prison. He was finally released in the late 1960s. There was actually somebody who was serving a Hitler-era sentence for homosexuality as late as the 1960s just language Lindsay. just words just words just language lindsey graham confirmed bachelor speaking of lindsey graham life is about to get a lot worse for matt schlapp the head of the american conservative union which also runs CPAC, one of the leading venues for Republican politicians to run their far-right agenda in front of potential donors, pundits, and voters. CPAC, Matt Schlapp's organization. Last year, CPAC hosted Viktor Orban, the Hungarian prime minister. Remember him? The authoritarian? Loves Vladimir Putin. You know what Vladimir Putin is doing? Cracking down on the LGBTQ. You Know what Viktor Orban is doing? Cracking down on the LGBTQ community. And Matt Schlapp invited Viktor Orban, the Hungarian prime minister, to speak at CPAC last year. And he got a standing ovation when he told the CPAC crowd to protect the West's Judeo Christian values from the onslaught of LGBTQ and transgender activists who want to destroy the family union. Family union, the backbone of civilization, says Viktor Orban, the family unit. In fact, CPAC loves Viktor Orban so much, they set up offices in Hungary. They have a satellite CPAC. In Budapest, creating some kind of transatlantic authoritarian alliance. Same people who are funding the far-right authoritarians in Hungary, apparently are also funding the far-right authoritarians in Washington, D.C., over at CPAC, same donors. Matt Schlapp, the chairman Of CPAC, the chairman of the American Conservative Union, all about family values. And he's married to Mercedes Schlapp. Uh, Mercedes Schlapp is a former Trump White House aide who has written extensively on why same sex marriage threatens the bedrock of civilization. This is what uh, Metro Weekly wrote when she was hired to work over at the Trump administration. Given her, given her professional background, it's not shocking to learn that Mercedes Schlepp has frequently taken the conservative position arguing against expansions of LGBTQ rights, instead preferring to paint Christians as a victimized class of people under attack by socially liberal policies." As such, she, Mercedes Schlapp, like her husband, Matt Schlapp, have been vocal proponents of quote-unquote religious freedom legislation or executive actions that would provide exemptions for people who wish to refuse goods and services to others based on the seller's personal objections to same-sex marriage or homosexuality in general yeah matt schlapp and mercedes they have to protect the west from the lgbtq plus agenda both she and uh, her husband matt schlapp have railed against the teaching of human sexuality in our classrooms and of course this year they were all over woke corporations like target for celebrating Pride Month instead of attacking it. Matt Schlapp called it demonic. Matt Schlapp called Pride Month demonic. The one problem with all of this is Matt Schlapp goes on trial in June of next year after being charged with sexually assaulting a male Republican staffer, while the two of them, the two men, were helping out on Herschel Walker's Senate run in Georgia during last year's midterm. It gets worse. A lot of you who listen to my show know this story. It gets worse for Matt Schlapp. Uh, Little Hanukkah present. The gentleman making the accusation against Matt Schlapp is named Carlton Huffman, who is suing for nearly $10 million, charging Matt Schlapp with sexual battery. Huffman produced texts from the night of the alleged assault, claiming Matt Schlapp cornered him in his car and began, quote, pounding my junk. Carlton Huffman said because of the power dynamic, He was afraid to back off. Hmm. Carlton Huffman working for Republican Herschel Walker was afraid of the power dynamic. You know, if you're really afraid of the power dynamic, Carlton Huffman, maybe it's not the best idea working for the Republican Party. Seems to me the whole point of being a Republican is to preserve the power dynamic. Now, I believe all women, and I believe all Carlton Huffmans. Between Marjorie Taylor Greene last week claiming she was physically assaulted by a Republican congressman who shook her without permission, to this Herschel Walker staffer, Carlton Huffman, claiming Matt Schlapp sexually assaulted him, I noticed Republicans sure love to trivialize the woke cancel culture, until they discover the woke cancel culture protects them as well. It's like all those Republicans who voted against Joe Biden's bipartisan infrastructure bill, but then can't wait to tell their constituents how proud they are of that new highway underpass getting built. These people fight everything the Democrats fight for, but are always the first ones to take advantage of it. Well, I believe all Carlton Huffmans. The Washington Post reports that the man accusing Matt Schlapp, Carlton Huffman, is 39, and in March of this year was ordered to stay away from a woman who accused Carlton Huffman of, quote, unwanted sex acts on her and another woman. No criminal charges were filed against him. And like I said, I believe all Carlton Huffmans. Let's look at, uh, this is Mercedes and Matt. This is their wedding photo. Look at them. That's Matt Schlapp and his wife getting married. What a great couple. Aren't they great? Looking out for the family out not just for their family, but protecting us from the LGBTQ agenda. They could just, you know, they could just protect their own family. But no, they're looking out for all of us to make sure there are no gay people trying to convert our children. Well, Carlton Huffman is also suing Mercedes Schlapp and Matt Schlapp for defamation after he says they dragged his name through the mud when he came forward with these accusations. But now, this is why Hanukkah, this is one of my Hanukkah gifts, it's not just going to be Matt Schlapp on trial in June. Lawyers for Carlton Huffman have added the American Conservative Union, you know, the hosts of CPAC, to the lawsuit demanding an additional $3.7 million in punitive damages, claiming that CPAC had received previous complaints about Matt Schlapp sexually assaulting other men, but then doing nothing about it. Apparently, they don't believe all Carlton Huffmans. I believe all Carlton Huffmans. Apparently, CPAC does not believe does not believe all Carlton Huffman's. According to a new court filing from Carlton Huffman's lawyers, and this was reported in the Washington Post, in early 2022, Matt Schlapp, during a fundraiser in Florida, took off all his clothes except his underwear, his tidy whities and then try to kiss another man without consent. That must have been some fundraiser. Apparently they were raising a lot more than just money. According to Carlton Huffman's lawsuit, after the American Conservative Union was made aware of Matt Schlapp's lewd behavior, they did nothing. They do not believe all Carlton Huffman's. The lawsuit, that would be Carlton Huffman's lawsuit, the lawsuit also says the American Conservative Union, CPAC, was told about a 2017 CPAC after-party where Matt Schlapp tried to kiss another man without consent. The lawsuit says the American Conservative Union CPAC also did nothing about that. Hmm. Several former members of CPAC have accused Matt Schlapp of financial irregularities, saying that he has been quietly groping donations belonging to CPAC, using that money to pay his legal fees without consent. Earlier this year, the treasurer for CPAC resigned, saying he refused to put his name on the organization's financial disclosures. There was something a little screwy. Where was Matt Schlapp sticking the money? The Washington Post says as of August, the American Conservative Union, CPAC, has paid at least $1 million in legal fees to defend Matt Schlapp against these allegations of sexual assault from Carlton Huffman. $1 million as of August of this year. The trial doesn't start until June of next year. What will Matt Schlapp's legal fees be? And it's going to be paid for by CPAC, by the American Conservative Union, all these authoritarian anti-LGBTQ donors who give to CPAC to protect the, the family, the bedrock of civilization from groomers turning us gay, and now all that money? Maybe, who knows, $3 million, $4 million, $5 million 4000000 5000000 dollars it's going to be spent instead of protecting us from groomers. It's going to be spent defending Matt Schlapp, who is alleged to have pounded the junk belonging to Carlton Huffman. Well, not that I care about Matt Schlapp or CPAC, but I have to admit these exorbitant legal fees we keep reading about are disturbing. We need to do something about the lawyers. I don't know. I have some ideas, but I can't say them in public. Uh, and the line from Shakespeare was being ironic. It's often taken out of context. The, he wasn't saying kill all the lawyers. It was, he was saying, what are we supposed to do, kill all the liar, lawyers? It was, uh, he was making fun of mob rule. I don't remember which Henry it was. I think it was Henry Huckamackie. Was that the uh, the Shakespeare play, Henry Huckamacki? Um Back to CPAC. And yes, this makes me happy. Um, five board members have quit the American Conservative Union, CPAC, in the past year. So is half its staff. Now, I talked about this earlier in the year. I'm not making this up, okay? Matt and Mercedes Schlapp, they run CPEC kind of together. I don't she's on salary there. They brought in an exorcist in the spring. Of 2022, after staffers quit in protest, when their requests for higher pay were turned down, they weren't being paid enough. They said, we have to choose between food. This is true. We have to choose between food and rent. Can you pay us more? And Matt Schlapp said, no, we're Republicans. Plenty of money for legal fees, though. Well, according to the Daily Beast, door frames inside the American Conservative Union's headquarters have been fitted with St. Benedict's medals. St. Benedict is the patron saint of exorcisms, and the medals were left there by the exorcists that Mercedes and Matt Schlapp hired to come into the CPAC offices to ward off evil spirits. There was an actual exorcism at CPAC. They brought in a real-life exorcist to purge the office of the evil spirits that were brought in there—I'm not making this up—by the staffers who demanded a livable wage. I'm not making— this up. The staffers wanted a livable wage. Matt Schlapp wouldn't give it to them. They quit on Moss, And Mercedes and Matt Schlapp figured the devil, the devil had gotten hold of the employees. Marxist devils who wanted them to be able to have food and shelter. Not making this up. Not at all. Not at all. There are a lot of damaged people I've talked about today, and they're all in the Republican Party. There's Lindsey Graham, the confirmed bachelor, Matt Schlapp, the loving husband, father of five angels, protecting us from groomers, there's Mercedes Schlapp, also protecting us from satanic labor activists and groomers. There's Marjorie Taylor Greene. There's Steve Bannon. There's Corey Lewandowski. There's Christian Ziegler and Bridget Ziegler. There's Matt Gates, and of course Donald Trump. They're damaged. And they're damaging us. The planet is dying. And all of these damaged people, I suspect, in one way or the other, are in the pocket, directly or indirectly, of the fossil fuel industry. They are craven, they're hypocritical, they're stupid, and they're dangerous. And they put on an incredible show that keeps us angry and amused while we watch our planet burn. I'm David Feldman, reminding you to stay strong and protect the weak. If you enjoyed any of this, please uh, share this with your friends via social media or in a text message or an email. The only reason you're listening to me right now is because somebody shared this with somebody else and uh, it might have juiced what they call an algorithm, but nobody is helping me get the word out other than the listeners. So I really, if you want to give me a Christmas gift or a Hanukkah gift or a Kwanzaa gift, uh, share these episodes With people who you think might uh, enjoy this. Uh, Please like this video, this episode, this podcast, so it remains in your feed. Thank you to the moderators. I don't know who's here. And we have a poll. I forgot the poll. There's a poll. Who is more evil? We have a live chat room right now. Uh, Who is more evil? Matt Schlapp, Mercedes Schlapp, Christian Ziegler, or Bridget Ziegler. That is the poll that is, it's a live poll going on right now in our live chat room on YouTube, and I'll check in with the poll in in just a second. Uh, Please subscribe to my newsletter, and please subscribe to this channel, uh, Like I've been, I'm going to check the results of the poll if I can find it. All right. You're going to hear a delay until I can, here we go. Hang on. Hello, everybody. It's a live poll going on right. There we go. Okay. So we have 400 votes this morning. Let's see. And the question is, how do I do this? The question is, who is more evil? Christian Ziegler, Bridget Ziegler, Matt Schlapp, or Mercedes Schlapp? And if you're watching us live, we have a lot of people watching us live. We only have 408, 411 votes. I'll give you a, a little more time to vote before I give the results. Let me remind you that the winter solstice is in three days, December 21st. The days are getting shorter. If you're getting depressed and sad, it is the season to get progressively sadder, morose, and pessimistic. But come December 22nd, the days start getting lighter. And as I said last week, Donald Trump is the prince of darkness. So it only figures that as the days get shorter and the nights grow longer, the Prince of Darkness would appear to be doing well in the Poles. But I have faith in arterial sclerosis, as well as uh, the powers that be, that we will see a sudden surge. Uh, and maybe Iowa. But here's the thing. We may want him to (laughs) to get the nomination. He may be the easiest one to beat. All right, should I end the poll? Has everybody voted? 432 votes. Who is more evil? Christian Ziegler, Bridget Ziegler, Matt Schlapp, or Mercedes Schlapp? At the bottom, with 9%, Mercedes Schlapp. In third place, interesting, Bridget Ziegler. Interesting, interesting. Uh, in second place, Christian Ziegler with 29% of the vote, with nearly half, 48% of the people in our chat room, 48% say Matt Schlapp is the most evil Okay, I, I can accept that. I can accept that. All right. Uh, slap and then a sudden surge. All right. Thank you all. Go to bed, Nikolai. Uh, my nephew is in the chat room. Go to bed, Nikolai. What are you doing up at this hour? Uh, okay. Uh, all right, I will see all of you tomorrow. Thank you so much for for being here. Now, how do I stop this? Jane, how do I make this stop? That was my George Jetson impersonation. <laughs>